We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome everyone to the pack a day podcast your home for daily packers content i am your host today dan Connick. uh make sure if this is your first time joining us welcome make sure that you subscribe on wherever you're following us on your podcast apps, you get your daily content, your daily dose of Packers content in your feed every single day. We are this close to draft content, gang, which is this is the place to be for all of your draft day content leading up to it. You get literally a deep dive on maybe every single person that could possibly play in the NFL next year. And it is right here. So make sure that you are telling your friends, subscribing, make sure you're checking out the YouTube side as well. Andy Herman puts out the YouTube side every single day. So check that out as well. Share it with all of your friends. Thanks for joining in today. Um, I am running a little bit solo tonight, so it's going to be a little bit of a different episode today. Sticking with the Packers news. If you were on Twitter today, last couple of hours, uh, rumblings about the Packer Twitterverse that Christian Parker, he had his interview today at Lambeau Field and sources on the ground, boots on the ground saying it seems very likely that there has been an offer made. Things are being negotiated. Um, Christian Parker is one of the first 
interviewees in. They only fired Joe Barry five days ago. So Christian Parker was, uh, he is a guy that um, Matt LaFleur knows well. He was on the Packers squad in 2019-2020 as a defensive quality control coach under the Mike Pettin era. Spent the last couple of years as a Denver Broncos defensive backs coach. He was a big help in switching over from the Vic Fangio defense to the Vance Joseph defense. So thinking that's where they sort of lean, it's sounding like that's where it's going. Nothing confirmed yet. Uh, I know over the next few days we've got planned to talk about kind of an in-depth look at all these defensive coordinator potential hires that might be getting cut short in the next 24, 48 hours or so. We'll see how that all plays out here uh, in Green Bay. That really kind of does it for most of the Packers content so far. I mean, we're, we're not playing in a game on Sunday, unfortunately. Um, but that doesn't mean that the NFL world stops as some of us may be surprised to hear is that even, even when the Packers aren't playing, they still continue the playoffs and they still play a Super Bowl at the end of the year. And for some reason, they count the same as when the Packers win it. Um, but <laughs> uh, I thought as a fun little kind of side, since um, you know we haven't heard official word about Christian Parker yet or the defensive coordinator situation, and we are coming into championship weekend, as we all know, a fellow NFC North rival is making their first appearance there in just about 30 years, my whole lifetime, basically. I'm sure many of you's lifetime the first time, and I'm almost positive it's this guy's first time. Um, it, it's my I, Joining me today is my buddy, Phil Holtz. Uh, we go back all the way to our college days down at Bowling Green State University. And Phil is the, I think, Phil, you were the first Lions fan I ever met in real life until I moved up here to Detroit in Lions country. And so you were a bit of an oddity to me in college, but... <laughs> Phil, you are. Yeah, I think you're the most diehard Lions fan I know, and I'm. Thank you for coming on today. I'm truly honored. Thank, you, thank you, thank you for having me on. You know, we we were we were pretty hard to come by when we back in That's our a- college days. <laughs> Nobody would admit which, that we were Lions fans, which is surprising because if you know where Bowling Green State University is, we're a half hour south of Toledo. It's the, Detroit's the closest NFL city. Yeah, it, it's I mean, it's just it's about the same as Cleveland, but I'm pretty sure Detroit is closer. You go straight up 75. It, it's surprising how few I don't know if it was just like everyone was quieter, <laughs> quieter back then. <laughs> well, it's the same. It's the same thing with the Cavs. When we were there, the Cavs were great and you didn't see any Cavs jerseys before LeBron came back. That's true. Then yeah. you think that we were living in Cleveland, all the LeBron. jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um. So, Phil, uh, I want to bring you on to talk about, I mean, this is, it, it, you're an NFC North rival for the Packers. It was b- basically this year, for the first time in a long time, it was a, I mean, the Lions, the Lions held it from wire to wire, basically. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's f- safe to say. The Packers kind of gave a little bit of a run for the money halfway through the season there where you thought maybe is this going to be the same story, but it, it was always the Lions division to lose. And so, um, you know, coming into this weekend, I wanted to get your thoughts on it, reach across the aisle a little bit, bring Packers fans into kind of the, the little Cinderella story, the little engine that could story um, with our, with our rival, the lions this weekend, 
let me ask you this. Does it, does it bother you when fans talk about the Lions as like the little engine that could or like the, the little underdog, the team that nobody wanted to root for? Does it bother you or do you kind of like lean into it? I kind of lean into it because I can't really, I can't knock them. Are we, it's like I told you, this is a weird feeling for me. This is the first <laughs> time in my life because I was born in 94. We, we didn't, we haven't won the division my whole life. Right. Until this year. And so this is the furthest that we've ever been. And so, I mean, we don't really, our history is losing. So yeah. you can't really knock people until you break that, I suppose. Yeah. So the it whole, doesn't the, really bother me because it's just, it is what it is. The whole S, the SOL stigma, the, you know, it's always, it's the same old lions every year. You got to kind of, you got right. <laughs> um, well, so I want to dive into like your fandom a little bit more and like kind of going into this season, but I mean, you kind of mentioned it right there. And I, I think it's a, a great thing to start off with is watching that wild card game where you beat Matt Stafford and the Rams at Ford field. It's your first time, like you said, watching your favorite NFL team, win a playoff game you know it's something that like <laughs> I, I you talk about never seeing your team win a playoff game i don't even remember the first time watching my team win a playoff game it was just every year we win at least one playoff game we're always there and so it's this weird juxtaposition but so you got this is the first time as an adult you've gotten to watch your team win a playoff game in a pretty impressive fashion how do you how do you respond to that? how do you handle that when it happens it was it was unreal just because this was the first year i crossed off a bucket list item got season tickets mm-hmm. i was at the game and i'm like Phil, when you told us that you did that i knew for sure that this was the season they were going to do something i'm like it's 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 going to work out too perfectly for phil it, it was just <laughs> I had said, I don't know when the Lions are going to have this much hype again. And so I was like, I have to do it while I can. And so, dude, when we when we got that wild card matchup and just just being in there, even before the game, I'm like, dude, this is surreal. Like, this is nuts. Just because, again, it hasn't happened. It was uncharted territory. And right. to make it more worrisome i'm like of course we're playing matt stafford of course he's coming coming into detroit and his his the first playoff win in ford field is going to be by matt stafford with the opposing team (laughs) right but again i i had a good feeling when i woke up that day and i'm like dude it was it was unreal had i hadn't heard a stadium that loud ever it was it was out of control did you cry? I didn't. So, <laughs> so I am one of those fans because I see so many people say, oh, I cried, I cried. I'm like, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> I'm like, Don't get me wrong. I love the Lions. Like, dude, you look you look at my YouTube history for the past month, yeah. and it's just all Lions stuff getting hyped for the next game. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm just – I. I can't believe it's January 27th and we can still talk about Lions football 
and it's about a game that they're about to play. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> It's, and not and not the usual like we're looking for a new head coach or we're, yeah. we're getting ready for the draft in three months. Yeah, it's a it's a real life game. Um, so we'll talk more about kind of the, the we'll lead up into this playoffs, but I want to get your kind of history here. What what was the start of the fandom? Where did how did you, how did you experience it as a child? Because again, like it's it's different childhoods for everybody like absolutely i i grew up knowing the, knowing a playoff run every single year how how did you experience lions fandom as a child so it's funny because i when i was a little bit older i asked my dad excuse me and um because in my family you're either lions or you're steelers fans and i asked my dad cuz he's a steelers fan I'm like, how did I become a Lions fan? I'm like, please just tell me that. And this is in the middle of our misery. And he's like, well, when you were a kid, you thought that Lions were mean. So you thought that that must mean that it's a good team. And I was like, are you kidding? (laughs) And so. so Meanwhile, your dad is celebrating two Super Bowls. Exactly. We, We would go to sports bars. And again, I'm a child. And I remember my dad telling, and dude, I would. I would cry as a kid and like the waitress would come up to my dad's to my dad, my uncles, because they're all again, all Steelers fans are like, oh, look at that kid over there crying. My dad's like, yeah, don't worry. He's with us. He's alive. (laughs) (laughs) And dude, I would I would just die. It was it's too funny. But but at the same time, it makes this time all that much better. Sure. Because you realize what we what we've had in the past and what we went through it's the only time that i'm grateful for matt patricia because without (laughs) him being so terrible we want to have dan campbell and dude it's it's a weird feeling and i don't know about how you felt with packers fandom but i've never i never envisioned myself being loving the coach just as much as I love the players because Dan Campbell is the reason that this team is where it's at. Yeah. I, I, I think that's an interesting cause I think for, you know, for most Packer fans, I, I mean, honestly, I, I would say for, for pretty much any Packer fan, unless you were a fan literally in the Vince Lombardi era, you were a fan mostly of your quarterback Right. Versus versus the coach, like you said, like Brett, Fa- like Mike Holmgren is an, is a, an amazing head coach from all accounts. He's a, a fantastic person, but he's not he's not blowing the doors off me for, you know, he's not making me run through a wall, you know, like um, Mike, Mike Sherman, Ray Rhodes, like that. That's nothing like they're Mike Sherman. I hated Mike Sherman. Mike Sherman was the first person I think growing up as a child actively hated um, because my dad hated him. And so I was like, Oh, this is what it's like to hate a human being. Um, And then, and then you bring in Mike McCarthy, but it's like, yeah, like all through those head coaches, the constant is either Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers, Mm -hmm. And so like, that's what you kind of hitch your wagon to. And, and I mean, to go back to Mike, Mike McCarthy, the most recently, I love 
I love good old mashed potato Mike. I love that guy. I think he's a great coach. But the stigma around him until he literally wins like another playoff game is always going to be he was carried by Aaron Rodgers. There's no love love for him. And now like this is the first time we see a, a head coach that's like, oh, he's he's sort of kind of on equal footing with the quarterback. But still, even even now, it's like no one is loving Matt LaFleur like they love Dan Campbell, like Dan Campbell is in a different sort of echelon as not, not that he's a better coach, but he's a different breed of head coach. Like you said. Yeah. It's because did you never see, did you watch the hard knocks with the Lions? I did. Yeah. You don't, you don't see another coach doing the, doing the practice stuff that he's asking the players to do, doing the up downs, doing all, all of the other stuff because he was that player. He was on that 0-16 team. And I'm like, dude, this is what I had said, was that if Dan Campbell doesn't work out, then I have absolutely no idea what to look for in a coach because we've done every other avenue. Right. This is the only avenue we've never done. So I'm like, this has to work. And a lot of people thought that he'd be a train wreck, but I'm like, dude, you gotta you gotta give him time because with what he was given with Patricia, it was that team was a dumpster fire, and that's right. a compliment. <laughs> compliment to dumpster fire, <laughs> exactly. And so, I don't know, dude. I've never had a uh, GM and coach combination to where whatever roster moves they make, if I'm like, because in the past I would have said that's a terrible move. Why, why would you do that? But with this team, I'm like, they hit on 80 to 90% of the moves that they make. So I guess I'll just trust them. Right. And I think that's this season is crucial or was crucial for, mm-hmm. for Dan Campbell. Because I think regardless of what happens uh, on Sunday, he's proven himself to be the head coach of the, of the foreseeable future. Um, I, I contract Phil's <laughs> already putting up the statue <laughs> right next to Barry. <laughs> right next to Barry. Um, you know, I I've never been a big Dan Campbell fan, and I thought like all the rah rah stuff is all you know, like okay, like try hard, you yeah. know, kind of stuff. And uh, you know, to and I said and I said this, I said this when it was when it was when he first kind of joined on where it was, it's not my style of coaching. It's not the kind of coaching I like, but you better have success behind it mm-hmm. because if you don't, that stuff gets old real quick. Yep. And this season, I, you know, it's, it's hard to say, like, d- did he prove it works Did he like, it's who knows if it, if, if that's what's what worked, but, at the very least, he's shown that he can guide a team to where they need to be using this style. And if people buy in, it's like Bill Belichick. That's not going to necessarily work everywhere. Clearly, by right. the lack of Patriot <laughs> assistance that tank out. <laughs> Matt Patricia. Uh, but like, if you can get guys to buy into this, even if it's just for this year, it worked. It worked. And, it, and you can't argue that it didn't. Um, 100%. Yeah. So, uh, 
I, I want to ask you some more questions as as we get into the season here. You're lead. We're leading up into the season. If you can hear my dogs in the background, I can't. I, it's I, okay. I, it's okay. They're just excited, <laughs> Phil. They're excited. Yeah, I guess so. For the wild. <laughs> right. Um, so we go into this. We go into the start of this season, and we get into week four. Packers Lions in Green Bay on a Thursday night, and. As a Packers fan going into that, because I, I literally I was at Lambeau on that Sunday against New Orleans, saw Jordan Love's first win at home at Lambeau, and I'm like, this is great. Like, they're showing promise. Like he's he's showing like I feel good about going into Thursday against the Lions. Then we all know what happened. You came into Lambeau, and you absolutely pantsed the Packers, <laughs> which I think was was that four was that four times in a row or just or three at that point. I think it was three. Was it? We swept you last year. Right. And then we got, I think it was only three. No, wait, I, it was four because you won the very last game two years ago when we sat Aaron Rodgers at Ford okay. field going into the playoffs. Got it. Swept us last year. Or was it, am I thinking that wrong? Well, we, either way, we, well, we beat you last year in the last game. No, Rogers played that game in the last. You're, game you're right. Last you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So, yeah, you beat us. You swept us last year, and the previous year, you. So this was number four in a row. Okay. So, and in an impressive fashion at Lambeau, after that game. Where like you're, we're a quarter, basically a quarter of the way through the season, and you just beat the biggest boogeyman, the Packers, for the fourth time in a row. How are you feeling at that point in the season? Yeah, I felt unreal. It was just I'm like, <laughs> dude, there's, there's no way that this is happening right now, and so it was just, again, like I didn't know, I didn't know how to handle it. Like you yeah. said, I felt like I felt like Ricky Bobby. I don't I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> you just put them at your side. <laughs> so it's just it's uncharted territory. You I haven't experienced this. I keep on telling everybody else, I'm like, dude, if they make this make it to the Super Bowl, I'll probably have to buy tickets because <laughs> Lord knows that this will probably never happen again. And everybody tells me they're like they'll they'll be back here they're they're good now but i just i'm like i'm like dude you can't say that because it's been 30 years yeah well i look at ask and this is gonna sound silly but ask any packer fan ask any packer fan what they said after the super bowl in 2011 they'll be back yeah they'll be back don't worry (laughs) we're gonna see we're gonna see one more none of the it's never guaranteed it's never guaranteed Mm-mm. Yeah. And so that's why I'm so much, so much for this year. I'm like, dude, why not? Yeah. I'm like, and that's, and I love the point not to get ahead, but I love the place where the Lions are at now because nobody is picking them against the Niners. And I can't say I blame them, but I would, I love this spot because that's only motivation <laughs> for, for this team. And this team uses it and it works. Because like you said, a lot of other teams, that rah-rah stuff, a lot of teams, it doesn't work. But with this team, it seems to. Yeah. So, Well, but, you know, if you ask any 49ers fan on Twitter, they've been the underdog 
Oh yeah. In the last two weeks, like nobody's counting on the 49ers. If you ask any 49ers fan on Twitter and nobody picked them against the Packers, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the one seed with the bye. Yeah. Is the underdog. <laughs> against a Joe Barry defense. Right. Um, <laughs> so, so, so we move through the rest of the season and I want to talk about Thanksgiving, oh, God. the rematch. <laughs> and I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of, not, it's kind of fortuitous that it's, we're talking Detroit lions here because that's a, I mean, Thanksgiving is always a big game for Detroit and for lions fans. Never had and, a good history on Thanksgiving. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's always a dark day. It's a dark day in Detroit. <laughs> um, but for Packer fans going into that game, that was that was a coming out party for Jordan Love. I mean, it, when you when people start when people talk about Jordan Love's progression and this team's progression, I think every single person goes back to. Thanksgiving against mm-hmm. the Lions. That was when this team kind of showed what it can be at its full potential. How do you handle Thanksgiving? Where where were you? Where was your expectation going into Thanksgiving against a Packer team that you had just completely destroyed two months ago and then leaving that game? Again, dude, with, with my fandom. <laughs> so so much of it so much of it is based in ptsd (laughs) so i said all right we won the first game that doesn't mean anything and and it's thanksgiving we never have a good history on thanksgiving regardless of who the coach is yeah it's it's a it's a short week granted it's a short week for the packers too i'm like i don't i don't i don't i don't really feel good I think it was the first play, the first mm-hmm. play of the game was a deep shot, I think, to Christian Watson. Yeah. And I, as soon as that happened, dude, I'm like, this is not good. Done. <laughs> this, this Walk out there. I'll, I'll see you afterwards. <laughs> dude, in the fourth quarter, because it's funny because we were hosting, uh, we were having um, Lauren's mom's side. Lauren's mom and her brothers over for for Thanksgiving dinner and her mom was getting to the house like before we got home and so and so at one point in the fourth quarter I looked at her I was like this game's probably over we we can probably go home and beat all the traffic (laughs) it was just my reaction was of course of course Green Bay has their third straight franchise quarterback. <laughs> of course, why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't this happen? <laughs> no. like, dude, of course. And granted, they're not as. I mean, they're they're still extremely young, and they have a lot of great young talent. The Packers do. Yeah. But I the only solace I took was I was like, all right, Phil, calm down. They're not all veterans. Some of these players could could easily fizzle out. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think I think Jordan Love's gonna be a good one. The NFC North is gonna be is gonna be tough from for from for a while, I believe. 
Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I, I think so, too. I think that's a good segue into kind of talking about the NFC North as a whole, because that's when I that's when I sort of realized, like, I went into the season I I went into this season to take us to jump back in time a little bit preseason. I had a very kind of contentious conversation with my uh, sister-in-law's boyfriend, who's a, a big Lions fan too. And we both made the assertion that our team would be winning the division this year. And even as I said it deep down, I'm like, it's probably going to be you guys, but I can't say it to your face. No, you I can't can admit it. <laughs> but I think after that Thanksgiving game, that Thanksgiving game and that and the Chiefs game the following week, the Sunday night game, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, okay, we're probably not winning the division this year. It would take, you know, a, a sort of Aaron Rodgers run the table-esque yeah. performance and a, a kind of a cr- cratering by Detroit to end up winning. But it's like, at the very least, you've figured out that, like you said, this is – this is the guy moving forward. Yeah. And we're seeing a ton of improvement from all of these young offensive weapons as well. And that those two weeks made me at least feel like, okay, even if this season doesn't end up, you know, 
positively at the end, you're at least in contention. You're you're at least Godzilla to Detroit's King Kong. Like yeah. it, if if that's going to be the dyad f- moving forward, we beat the crap out of Minnesota and Chicago a couple yeah. of times a year each, and then we clash for a division title every single every single year moving forward. Okay, at least now I I understand like that's where it is. Minnesota doesn't scare me in the slightest. I'm sorry yeah, to our, they, our, they, buddy, they our buddy. They don't, Gary. They don't worry me either. No. You know what scares me is scrambling quarterbacks. So, which is why partially I'm like, please trade Justin Fields. Please, please trade him. I'm not worried about his passing. It's his running that I absolutely right. despise. <laughs> so please do that. But one thing I wanted to ask you, because I don't think I ever asked you this. What was your reaction when the Packers took Jordan Love? Because the one the one thing that I always go back and watch uh-huh. is the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. When, when Ty's reaction to yeah. the, <laughs> the funniest, funniest thing I've ever seen. And so and I was like, dude, a lot of Packers fans, because that's what the Packers always did. They always needed a right. receiver. And right. they never gave Rodgers that. They never gave him that in the first round. Now he still turned a bunch of 5'10", 5'11", white guys into, right. into Hall of Famers. <laughs> but, but, yeah, how did you feel uh, about that? Yeah, um, I, I will never forget that day um, because that was that – was, that was COVID. That was the COVID year. And the NFL draft was, like, really the first – like real sports thing that was happening in the middle of all of that. Mm -hmm. I was like, I love looking. I love the draft. I love looking forward to the draft. Like this is the thing that I will escape from the pandemic from. It'll be great. I got myself a nice little frozen pizza and I'm like, I'm, I'm curling up. I I was up North with my, my uh, in-laws. I'm like, this is, this is my time. This is Daniel's time to be happy and be excited. And I remember on the, I'm on the phone with my dad and he was like ahead of me and he was like, what? He's, you know, bleeping this, bleeping that. I'm like, what? Like, what? 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 And then it comes across as Jordan Love. And I literally like dropped my hand down and I stood there like mouth agape. I was just in shock that they had done it. But I had I had anticipated going into that draft that we would get a quarterback like I was targeting Jalen Hurts in like second or third round as like a a project kind of thing. So after like the initial shock wore off and I stopped angrily texting with my dad at <laughs> four in the morning, um, it was, it was a lot of like, okay, like they've made the decision. Now you have like, you've clearly put into place a plan. Mm-hmm. Now you need to execute it. You know, you need to commit to this plan. You can't, right half-ass it one way or the other and they tried they tried they tried their darndest to do it (laughs) um but and that was always my thought was like okay like this is we knew this was going to come at some point they they'll figure it out and and that's the thing too is like with the matt lafleur era is everyone wants to talk about you know you know they never draft a wide receiver in the first round they never do this like they can't get in weapons but like the the system 
like the Sean McVay system, the Kyle Shanahan system, like all of these systems, it's designed to make good players into great players mm-hmm. based on scheme and everything. And that's what they've done really well this year. And so I'm, I was never a big proponent of like, they have to go get a wide receiver in the first round, you know? Right. Um, but as the lions, that didn't really work for a whole <laughs> lot of time. And so they eventually got Calvin Johnson. <laughs> right. And so, and so the thing is like, it, it, it look at, they, they picked Jalen, um, Jaden Reed, in the in the second round, Christian Watson's a second rounder. Like Bo Melton is out here being a a, a reliable third <laughs> third string third string uh, <laughs> wide receiver. Like you can find the talent anywhere. You just have to find the plan. I think they they've done it well. I'm excited about Jordan Love as a quarterback. I didn't think we'd see what we saw post Thanksgiving. Like mm-hmm. that was a hard 180 that I never really expected to see. Um, I want to ask you this question because this is one that just kind of came up since we're talking about quarterbacks. Jared Goff always felt like he was a stopgap for like one or two years. 100%. And like now, like you and I both listened to the the ticket here in Detroit, like Mike Valeni and all of those guys. And now like they're they're all kind of on board of like, you have to give Jared Goff yep. a contract, a deal. Like you have to keep him around. What is your take on Jared Goff? So I'll take you to the start when we traded for him. Okay. And when this team was complete rebuild, mm-hmm. all of our, all of our starting players for the most part, especially our receivers wouldn't be on other teams rosters. Our starting one of our starting receivers was Khalif Raymond, who anybody can argue it now since he's actually produced. If Khalif Raymond didn't produce on that Lions team, his NFL career was probably over. Yeah. And so our top two receivers were Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds, who was released off of the Rams practice squad or Rams active roster. And then we claimed him on waivers. And then our other slotted starting receiver was Tyrell Williams from the Raiders. And you haven't heard of him? Well, guess what? Neither has most other people's, especially after that, because he's done anything since. And so that year, I have a buddy at work who's had, who's had season tickets for a long time. Him and his dad have had them since the year after they went 0-16. Mm-hmm. And um, by the epitome of by low. Yeah. And dude, so so we would always talk about it. And he was he was under the impression, he's like, What do you think of Jared Goff? I was like, I don't know. I said, I don't really have like a strong opinion one way or another. I said, I, I don't I said I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's great. I said, What do you think? And he goes, I think he sucks. <laughs> and and I told him, I said, I said, I'll say this. When it comes to the quarterback situation, I said, I'm okay with Goff as our quarterback if this season, with these horrid receiving options, if he somehow throws 20 touchdowns and 10 picks, I said, I'm fine with him being our quarterback. I think he finished like 19 touchdowns and seven picks or something (laughs) like that. I said, close enough, dude, because these, these guys are horrible. Yeah, And so... And I mean, now you see it this this year. I think they said that I could be wrong here, 
But the vast majority of drives that end with Goff throwing a pick this year, the following drives a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Stafford is a better was a better quarterback than Goff, but Goff is a better quarterback for Detroit than Stafford was, in my opinion. And it's probably just with this team that's mm-hmm. built, just because it's built perfectly for Goff. And because I couldn't tell you when Stafford threw a pick, when he threw one, you're like, oh no, this right. isn't it's good. coming. It, yeah, it, there's it's more. Coming. Because <laughs> it's like you did you hear what Calvin said to him at the start of the game before the Rams game? Uh-uh. So they met at they met at uh the midfield or before the game, comes over and gives him a hug. And Calvin all he says is, I need one or two from you, and I'm not talking about touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying, dude. Oh man, too good. But no, I and I don't know if you listen to many of like uh Jared Goff pressers. But dude, I no, love no. how I love how relaxed he is. And it's just I don't know if it's swagger or confidence, whatever you want to call it, dude. I I love it just because he said with the uh there was a there was a reporter Who's asking him? He's like, yeah, you know, the Niners, they just have, not that you guys don't have good playmakers. He goes, but the Niners just seem to be like uh, le- level level up from you. And he just goes, he just, he just goes, I mean, you have Amon Ra, who's pretty pretty good. And he goes, yeah, he, he was, he just interrupts him. He was first team all pro. So, so was Penay, but. Yeah, you're you're right. <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a Jeff Rieger question. Yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> but but it's just small things like that, and yeah. maybe it's maybe it's stupid, but with that and the fact that he's resilient again, throws a pick and then he goes out the next drive, not scared to keep on slinging it, and I have confidence that he'll go down and score a touchdown. So. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, at this point, but but believe me, dude, I was very heavy when when we had him, when we got him. I'm like, dude, we better draft a quarterback. We yeah. better draft a quarterback and he better only be the quarterback through this year was was yeah. my opinion cuz I was yeah. like, let him play out his contract and then peace. Right. See you later. <laughs> but, but he's he's played great. It's been a pleasant surprise for sure. Yeah. Um, I want to skip to the end here, to the end of the season playoffs Packers sneak into the playoffs first year. So I'll ask your reaction to that. And then I know, I know your reaction to watching what the Packers did to the Cowboys in the first round, but as a lions fan who just weeks earlier, uh, we all know what happened in that to, to the, the Lions down. Highway in. robbery. That's what happened, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel watching your bitter rival avenge you? How did that? How, what, what were the mixed emotions there? Well, or were there any? So I told you that game <laughs> and this previous week against the Niners are two of three times in my life that I rooted for the Packers, <laughs> and the other time was eerily similar as to why I rooted for the Packers against Dallas because I was oh. like because I was like Dallas uh-huh. is the two seed by a fluke and 
horrible call. Yeah. So I said, I hope that the Packers just take him to school. <laughs> and it was, and then you did. <laughs> and I was like, dude, this is awesome. And the Packers helped the Lions out. Now we get another home game. <laughs> and but it was just eerily similar because last was it twenty twenty fifth was it twenty fifteen? I think, the I, think were, I think the Lions were in the postseason. It was – it, it was – Phil, I'll tell you, I know for a fact it was 2015 because okay. because uh, you – 2014, 2015 season. 2014 yeah. going into yeah. 2015, yeah. right. So the playoffs, of, the playoffs in 2015. Yeah. Um, because you guys lost to Dallas on that cheapy – Pick up uh, flag. Pick up flag on the pass interference <laughs> – we beat Dallas, and that was the famous, inf- the, the infamous Des Bryant. Bryant catch. And then the following week in the conference championship game was the Brandon Bostic uh, onside kick off of the face mask oh. in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Seattle went and lost in heartbreaking fashion. So every team in the NFC, it was like a curse that got passed down the line. Right. right. <laughs> and it started with you and your Detroit Lions. Naturally. You cursed Who else would the, it start with? You cursed the NFC that year. <laughs> Who else would it start with? Um, okay, but you you talk about rooting for the 49ers or uh rooting against the 49ers um last yeah. week. Yeah. Was that more so because you wanted a conference championship game in Ford Field? Yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Because <laughs> honestly, I was sitting there. I'm like, I'm not even saying that the Lions would beat the Packers. Because sure. I last time they were in there, they lost. But I'm like, dude, the atmosphere yeah. in Ford Field the past two weeks was unlike any any football environment i'd ever been in and so i just wanted that to keep going yeah and so when when the packers lost i was like ah that sucks but it is what it is this yeah. is kind of what we quote unquote <laughs> expected right but, right but yeah so because honors carlson can't kick a field goal between 40 and 49 yards and Joe hey, Barry feel any better not to cut you off our field yeah. goal kickers. Have you seen that? I, I it's like, been Packer fans want to complain about honors Carlson. Go see what the lions have been doing at the kicking position. Let's we got Michael Badgley who yeah. last week finally made a 50 plus yarder. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Obviously, we saw because Joe Barry can't finish off a, a game. 49ers win. You're going to Santa Clara this week. Game prediction for the NFC Championship game. Gosh. So, I I don't feel great. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> so I think I think it's it might be similar. I hope it's similar. To the Rams, because again, leading up to that Rams game, I was like, we're losing. The morning of the Rams game, woke up, looked at Lauren, my wife, and I said, we're winning this game with a huge smile on my face. I'm like, I'm certain we're winning this game. I pray that's how I feel tomorrow morning, <laughs> but I really don't think it will be. Since <sighs> probably just the fact that I don't want this journey to end. And I'm like, please, Lord, just make a Super Bowl so you're not so you're no longer one of the four that haven't made it. Right. And so I've been saying 27, 24 Detroit. But I I don't know, man. Cause when you when you piece it together, when I look at the offense, McCaffrey's obviously the best running back out of mm-hmm. out of everybody. But the Lions tandem. I would take over the Niners. That's fair. Yeah. Running back situation. Yeah. Goff and Purdy say what you, if you look at their stats, dude, they're eerily similar. Mm. It's scary. So call that a push receivers. I think Amon Ra's the best out of them, but, yeah. Debo, but the, but the Niners have Debo and Ayuk. Right. And so I'd probably give the receivers to the Niners tight end call it a push because i think laporte is unreal. i think so too sure so we'll see man i th- i think is i think it's gonna be a great game i hope i th- i think it's either it's either gonna be a close game lions win or the niners just route, <laughs> route the phil line. you say that but that's exactly what i was predicting packers 49ers i'm like we're either gonna win like a real close dog fight or we're gonna get blown out like there's no other expectation just prepare yourself for heartbreaking loss at the well i phil what am i saying I'm sorry. I, it's, it's, it's okay it's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay I'll, I'll end on this because i i want i i thought about this too because as packer fans i think all of us when we make it into the playoffs we treated the playoffs as extra this mm-hmm. year because i think all of us knew coming in realistically a successful season for the packers is figuring out is jordan love the guy moving forward and is this is the rest of this team kind of trending in the right direction that question got answered even if they don't make the playoffs, right? Right. So I think when we get into the playoffs and we start thinking about it, we're like, if we win, great. It keeps going and we keep this going. If we lose, we still had this, we still, we still reached above and beyond our expectation for this year. Mm-hmm. For you as a Lions fan going into this year, you win your first division in decades. 
you've kind of set up almost in the same situation as the Packers as our future is looking very bright and we're trending all in the right direction. Like think like we're going to kind of just basically reload almost into next year. Mm-hmm. And now you've reached the conference championship game for the first time in what since the seventies, I, I think. Right. I think. They, um, or, or was that the 90? I think they, they made the conference championship with Barry. Okay. Okay. That's right. So that's okay. So that's been, that was the one back in 90, 93, 90, 93, right? Yeah, I think okay. 92, 92 or 93. Yeah. yeah. So, so you've now, you've accomplished that goal. Are you of a mindset or do you think you'll ever be in a mindset of if you don't win this game, we kind of exceeded what we expected of winning a playoff game at home. We won two playoff games. We made a conference championship. We've shown that we are one of the top teams in the conference moving forward into next year. Are you at all? Do you find any satisfaction in that, in that scenario if you do lose? Or is this a situation of, no, we've proven we can win this. We need to win it. So abs I I look at the season as a success regardless of what happens tomorrow. Yeah. Because when when Campbell got hired they said all right, we're not going to make the playoffs this year. We're not going to make it next year. But the year after we should make it, which was this year. And at the start of the season said, all right, the expectation is we win the division and we win a home playoff game. And so when that happened, I'm like, sweet. And and Valeni said, after that point, it's like you're playing with house money. Right. And after we were matched up against the Bucks, it was kind of like, do we beat them 20 to 6 early, earlier on? We had more injuries then. We better win this game too. Yeah. And so when we won that, now I'm kind of just I'm like, dude, why not? Like I, I think I think it's a successful season regardless. But again, as as I said, we don't know if we'll ever be back here. Mm-hmm. So you gotta just pull out all the all the stops, do whatever, do whatever you can to make it to the Super Bowl, and just pray to God that Baltimore doesn't win tomorrow because <laughs> Lord knows I can't take a 30, whatever it was, 36 to six game or 38 to six game as a Super Bowl because then everybody's going to be like, this team was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> so it's win the Super Bowl or else. Is yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah, right. If, if we win tomorrow, oh, dude. <laughs> If, if this team, if this team wins a Super Bowl, it's it would be unreal. The city will burn down. They will, they will burn. I like I I will be I will be thankful for not, for moving. I I, I love living in downtown Detroit, but I I I don't know if I could handle as a Packer fan sitting at my window <laughs> after a Super Bowl and looking out at Jefferson Avenue and the river and seeing a parade, a mob of people just climbing lampposts, eating, eating horse poo off the ground. Like they did in Philly. Like, I don't know if I could handle that. Thank God I moved to the suburbs. Um. (laughs) Dude. And this is the one thing I told, I told Lauren, I tell her every single time we go up to Detroit, I'm just like, dude, 
the last time the Lions made the playoffs, we were we lived in Belleville, which mm-hmm. is 20 minutes from from the stadium. And when when that was going on, I told Lauren, I said, this is where I was meant to live because every station, <laughs> music or or sports, whatever, mm-hmm. was talking about the Lions. And I'm yeah. like, dude, this is incredible. This is so much fun. And the fact that it's happening again, I'm like, dude, I just want to be here all the time. <laughs> Phil, as, as someone who does live here all the time <laughs> and is also not just a Packer fan in Detroit country, but an Ohio State fan in oh, Michigan no. country, I haven't been able to listen to terrestrial radio for like the past three weeks because even when I turn to like the alt rock station, it's like, Hey, that was Oasis. And by the way, did you know that Michigan and lions are all great Dan and all your teams suck? Like, Oh, great. Thanks for reminding me. Alt rock station. Uh, like I listen, I haven't listened to the ticket in weeks. Cause I just can't, I can't usually Valenti is my yeah, Mike Valenti in Detroit. He is my, he is my guy. That's like, will come. He won't defense it. and yeah. right he'll he'll crap on everybody i'm like yeah mike you get it and even hit once he started was like i think you gotta sign jared goff i'm like damn like they got it's like the invasion of the body snatches i'm like they yeah. got valenny they got him <laughs> but i but i think you have to i, I mean I think you have to do you it. know i i don't I, get me I, wrong i was pumped when they took hendon hooker honestly i mm-hmm. was but it was also because I'm like, dude, I can't take another backup of Jeff Driscoll and all the other god awful, <laughs> horrible backups we've ever had. Yeah, so I just want a competent one. Yeah, that if he went down, God forbid, for the season, we're not screwed. Yeah, and so I was just relieved at that. I mean, I I hated what Stephen A. Smith said uh, this past week about how the lions have revitalized a, a city that was on the, on a respirator because yeah. De- Detroit, if you're a Packer fan and you haven't made it to Detroit, the city is not what you hear. The city is not the image that you get in, in the media or the, the standard one that everyone kind of uses as a, as a punchline. Yeah. It's not that it is not. And downtown's beautiful. The downtown I is beautiful. It. And, the, and there are bad parts of every major city, and Detroit right. has those bad parts, but there are tons of Toledo. little... God, I'm yeah. freaked out. I'm like, I don't know what this street is. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are so many little communities in Detroit, like on the outskirts of yeah. downtown, that are so awesome. And But it is there is something to be said that watching this Lions team this year, I, I've lived in Detroit for almost seven years now and i've never seen it like this mm-hmm. like my my in-laws they went to a watch party for the wild card game and they went to a bar um downtown and or uh actually it wasn't downtown i'm sorry it was up um near Royal Oak dugans it's a fame it's a it's a big irish bar um on 13 mile and they're like we've never heard a bar that loud during the game, like th- during a, during, during the game at a bar, right. like we, then they like, <laughs> they, everyone's having like, wear your lion swag to work. And I've, I've seen so many people like <laughs> I've never owned a piece of lion's swag. Like I had to go buy lion swag. <laughs> no way, Dan, you wore lions. 
Hell no, I didn't wear lions. Oh, Are you I was kidding say. me? No, other <laughs> other people, <laughs> Phil. <I was> <laughs> um, no, it, it's 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 crazy. Like you always will see living in Detroit, you will always see people, some people wearing lions gear here and there, wherever. Like the last month or so, it's felt like the the second half of major league. Like when everyone's like, oh, they don't really, they don't really suck too bad. And ev- you start seeing like everyone walking around like, hey, yeah, like Indians, like this is great. That's what it's been like in in Detroit the last month is like people are starting to come out and be like, no, I, I am a Lions fan. Like I'm I'm proud of this. And I think, you know, if you're a younger Packer fan like I am, I don't think you can necessarily appreciate what that feels like. But if you're, uh, I don't want to say older, but if you're a more mature Packer fan, someone like someone like my dad, um, you know, th- there's there's plenty of them that have been around in the Packer media landscape for for much longer than I've been alive. They remember the '70s and '80s years that were awful, like Green Bay was close to getting their franchise revoked because players didn't want to go play there and get their butt kicked every year while playing in negative 10 degree weather. Like, like I don't want to say green Bay was Detroit, but like green Bay had that stretch there where there was a group of Packer fans who did not know what it was like to see Packers have success. Mm-hmm. And they had their moment and at the early 90s when Brett Favre and Mike Holmgren and everyone took over and, and they they started that run. And so those fans can, I think, sympathize with you a little bit more than someone like me can because I, I can appreciate what this means for you, Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, just as like a human being, as a sports fan of like seeing seeing this happen, you know. But I don't think I don't think there's a lot of there's a lot of younger Packer fans out there who really truly don't kind of understand like what this season really means for a fan base like yours. Yeah. Because we, we just, this doesn't happen. This hasn't happened. Right. And it was, there was a cool story. And this is another thing that I just love about just like the city of Detroit and just, I'm not around other, other teams, but it feels like it would it would be something that's unique to Detroit just because Detroit's very much like that blue collar. Mm-hmm. A lot of people look to the Lions for entertainment. Look, I mean, good. they look to the they look to the sports teams like right. you look at the Red Wings, the Tigers, like there's always been a team in Detroit that no matter what's going on in Detroit, you hang your hat on one of the sports teams. Right. And there's a pride with that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when that happens, it's like, dude, this is awesome. Like, and it's not just that the that the team's doing well, it's that other people are positively influenced by it. And it's just awesome to see that. And but it was there was a story, I don't know if you heard about it, but it was uh Montgomery. David mm-hmm. Montgomery was at a gas station. Did you hear about this one? I think I think so. This sounds sounds familiar. Yeah, so um a woman walked up to him at the gas station in tears and gave him a hug. And she was like, thank you so much for finally having a winning team. Like she was that impacted by it crying. 
And he was like, dude, I was emotional. He said, I thanked her. And I was like, dude, you guys having all the fans act like they do. He's like, that's huge. And he's like, I love this city because of it. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this, it's just so awesome. Like I'm getting chills talking about this right now. <laughs> like, I'm about to tell Lauren, be like, hey, the house is on the market. I bought us a steel. <laughs> We're moving. Oh, dude, it's just, it's it's so unreal. And I just, I pray that it, that it doesn't end tomorrow, even even though it very well might. Yeah. And even if it does, it it was it was a heck of a season. Yeah, I I, I will say, Phil. I've told people all around here that keep asking my, my in-laws, everyone, it's like, are you rooting for the Lions? And I feel as a Packer fan, I can't outwardly root for you, but I will I, I will not <laughs> I will not root actively against you. I'm not rooting against I'm rooting for both teams to have a bad time. One of them's gonna have a good time, so I will be upset. Three to nothing. <laughs> a, Two to nothing slugfest in the mud. <laughs> the game ends on a fumbled snap. <laughs> fumbled snap by Brock Purdy, and then in the end zone, Michael Badgley lines up for a chip shot, eighteen yarder. <laughs> oh no! But I, I know. I feel. I texted you and told you I'd, I'd get you on for about 15 minutes and we've gone an hour, this um, fun, but this was, Dude, this was it. great. It was, and I, I truly hope that, you know, we are a packet. We are a Packers podcast, um, but there are 365 days in a year. And there's only so much Packers stuff that we can talk about mm-hmm. every single day. And this just felt like the right, it was a perfect storm of, I got to fill in for the usual Sunday crew there's, you know, we haven't heard exactly what's happening with the defensive coordinator. There's no exact thing coming out. And it just timed up perfectly that, you know, the big Packer rival now playing for the NFC championship game that the Packers could have been in two teams whose trajectories are heading in the same way that it it feels like this is going to be something that we're talking about for multiple years to come of Packers, Lions, yeah. NFC North championships, playoff games, Super Bowl runs. Like, that's just what it feels like. And so I'm really, really glad that yeah, everything glad. timed out that we could do this, buddy. Um, for people uh, that are new to you that don't know if you do you have stuff that you want to um, let them know about? I know you got a lot going on outside of like the sports world. Do you want to let people know where they can follow you or find you if they're interested at all? I mean, if you're interested, honestly, Dan, I don't really do a whole lot of radio anymore. So I love it when people (laughs) ask me to do this stuff because I still love doing it. Mm -hmm. And um, I definitely stay up on everything. So if somebody does ask me, then I'm ready for it. But uh, yeah, about the only thing that I have to plug is is my music. So, hey. (laughs) I I was hoping you'd bring that because I didn't want to be the one to like to to talk about it like right out. But like... (laughs) My buddy Phil is an incredibly talented musician and singer, artist, rapper, like whatever title you kind of want to give yourself. Uh, what, what's it's uh, it's filet mignon, right? It's like that's sure your, your stage yeah. name, right? Um, check the, check his stuff out. It it is 
it is absolutely awesome. Like if if you enjoyed listening to Phil talk about his Lions career, everything, he's got the <laughs> he's got well, the I mean, yeah, out of the bag. I love it, man. <laughs> um, check him out. Give him give him a follow, guys, because um, he's a good dude. Even if he uh, does support a team just because he thought the mascot was mean, um, <laughs> Phil, buddy, it was fantastic getting to talk football with you here for Thanks, sixty buddy. minutes or so. Um, yeah. Good luck. Good luck on Sunday, buddy. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And I will say that your your podcast is the only podcast Packers podcast that I have listened to before. And I'm like, (laughs) you you guys are bearable. (laughs) I've I've told you that you and Tom Grassi are the only two that I'm like, all right, it's Dan. I want to support him. I'll I'll listen to his, I'll listen to some of his stuff. And Tom Grassi's just funny. So. Tom Grassi's just a great guy. So uh, yeah, I, no, I, I put that put that as the tagline for for this show, Packaday Podcast. It's bearable. <laughs> that, that's great. Um. If you're at all interested, you can follow me. Um, a lot of my stuff is over on tw- on Twitter at DK all the way. Um, you can follow uh, my other show that Phil's kind of alluding to uh, game on Game On Wisconsin, Lombardi's Bar, every Wednesday night, uh, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central. We'll be wrapping things up uh, for this season over the next two weeks. So we'd love for you to come over and check us out before we wrap it up. Um, but again, uh, thank you for listening to the packet a podcast as always make sure that you're uh liking subscribing rate reviewing everything that you can to help the show uh continue to grow it's been an amazing season again looking forward to another off season with the packet a crew we'll have uh defensive coordinator talk coming up over the next week and after that we jump straight into uh three straight months of draft talk breaking down prospects breaking down position groups draft needs all of that fun stuff. So make sure you're following us uh, over the next couple of months. Cause it's going to be a lot of fun um, for my buddy, Phil again. Thank you so much for stopping by, man. Thank Truly you, appreciate man. it. I appreciate um, it. I'm your host, Dan Connick saying as always, cheers and go Paco. <laughs>